Hey everybody, welcome to Android App Addict number 593. This podcast is brought to you by patient Patreon supporters who understand once in a while life gets crazy busy really quick. Want to say hi to Eric in the chat, hi to Red in the chat, and say hi to Eddie333, the Patreon supporter who helps this thing keep going forward and keeps, and keeps letting me buy stuff like monsters behind my wife's back because I like monsters. Um, We're also brought to you by some things that my wife might not like as well. Hey, Ivor and Josh. um, How you doing, Ivor? What, you really? You think your wife might not like me? Ah, uh, she's finicky. <laughs> she doesn't uh, have good taste, obviously. Like yeah, it's like your hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> so I take it that means everything's good. <laughs> everything's great. Down in Kiwiland. Yeah, down in Kiwiland. Yeah, we're, we're having a great time here. We're slipping into the depths of winter, but it's um, still been pretty warm. So, yeah, no, it's not too bad. I'm deaf, by the gotcha, way. Gotcha, gotcha. I've, I've now got um, hearing aids. Can you see them there? So I now have, I uh, was fitted last week for hearing aids, and um, they're specially adapted Bluetooth hearing aids. So I, I am now actually listening to you guys through my hearing aids, which is really good. It's fantastic. They're, they're great. So that means we can hack them, Josh. Yeah, you probably it. could. It's good things uh-huh. they're pacemaker. Bluetooth. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Bluetooth Mac address spoofing. Here we go. Yeah, I'm rapidly becoming an old man. I now I'm, I'm deaf. I'm, I'm old. I'm tired. I've got a bad back. <laughs> I've got all the symptoms of getting old. Forget dumb, <laughs> and dumb. Yeah. I forget everything. What about memory issues? <laughs> yeah, I forget everything. Did I say that already? <laughs> yeah. So how are you doing, uh, Josh? I'm doing pretty well, Dor. Just uh, yeah, it's been a been a long time. Been doing a lot of gardening, getting fruits and vegetables planted, and up and running. Building a chicken tractor. Going to try to get six laying chickens. Uh, yeah, I haven't really spent that much time indoors on my computer lately, which has been pretty nice. And I had to wrestle a, a black bear that just came through our yard a little while ago. That might cause an issue. Yeah. How are you doing, Dor? Yeah, my, uh, uh, I'm crazy. Uh, my sister-in-law did just get another, I think it was six chickens. They're almost to the point to where now she can let those chickens intermingle with the older chickens before that they would eat them. So, you know, chickens, um, I've been crazy busy in a good way is what I'm going to say. Um, my oldest son graduated school. Huzzah. Uh, he graduated school with, uh, with a 1.6 GPA, which meant he didn't care about school, but he did just enough to pass. Um, of course, then he was turned down by every college because, you know, 1.6 GPA, they're not that desperate quite yet. (laughs) Um, so then he said he wanted to join a military branch to be in the military band. Well, that's more like thing than I did when I was his age. So I'm not going to tell him no. I just want him to choose choose the right branch of the military. Everyone has their, you know, whatever. But and I'm okay with that kind of thing. Um, we had a graduation party. I made six racks of ribs and 120 chicken wings. Um, I figured out 30 hours in the sous vide at 169 degrees for pork ribs. <clears throat> it's a little bit too long as soon as i pulled them out of the bags the bones just like flew out like instantaneously so then we had like pork rib sandwiches kind of thing so it still worked nothing um, wrong with that door yeah, yeah, yeah uh youngest son has to go to summer school this year uh but i will s- say 
I do think every couple weeks he's gaining in maturity, which will hopefully help him in future years. Um, except for that, I'll just say, you know, been just been busy on the tech front, laughing at everything that Apple's doing because it looks stupid and useless and overpriced. Um, per, perplexed by some of the stuff Google is doing because it's some of the stuff is insanely overpriced and some of the other stuff is like, really? Okay. Um, $150 for a tablet stand seems a little Apple-ish is the way I'll put it. Um, except for that, just seeing more people coming out with more foldable stuff. The Motorola Razor, the new one this year, looks, honestly, it looks really nice. Um, so we'll see what's going to become more popular as time goes on. But it seems like every manufacturer now believes future Android stuff or future mobile stuff will be folding in one shape, way, or form. It's getting cheaper as well. It is, but still, the Pixel Seven Fold. I want to say it was seventeen hundred. Yeah, yeah, that's not getting cheap. No, but are you the, saying that the Motorola no. Razr, the foldable that's coming out next year, is um, pretty cheap? I think it's like eight hundred bucks. Yeah, seven ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Are you predicting that most Android phone companies are going to fold? Well, exactly. Um, the way I'll put it is, I don't know if you guys had this where you're at. But the classic foldable non-smartphones, you could not walk into an establishment and buy. They were still being made, but none of them places were supporting them because they all wanted you to get the more expensive plans and more expensive phones, blah, 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 blah. Um, now, the old people are like, like revolting, and they want the classic dumb foldable phone. So now, at least, they're starting to return a little bit more at those kind of shops, Um so I think we're going to have, dare I say, a bifurcation, at least here in the U.S., where some people are going to insist on stupid, cheap phones, and then some people are going to insist on high-end whatever phones. I was looking the other... Sorry, you go, Josh. Uh, I was looking the other day, because I think it's about time that I, that I got a new phone. Um, you probably remember better than I do how long, because I'm getting old too, Ivor, uh, how long I've had this one, which is... The uh, Huawei P30, mm-hmm. P20, P30. P- at, at, at least two and a half, if not three years. More, I think. Yeah, I was thinking like yeah. five. <laughs> but I, th- I think maybe it's time to, to get a new one. And I was looking on the TELUS website, and there was quite a few refurbished fold phones on there. So I don't know if that's people getting them and saying, nah, I'm, not, I'm good, taking them back, or... If they're just trying to to push them a bit more now, well, and I'm pretty sure the very first couple gens pieces or parts would fail, so they would return them, and then they would try to rebuild them and sell them as refurbs. I'm sure that's I would suspect a high percentage of those phones, but I guarantee you some people did get the fold, and then like ten days into it, like this is extra work. Kind of like my nephew pointed out, we were in a hardware store, we stumbled across my mother-in-law looking to buy a fridge. And one of the refrigerators there, you literally walk up to the fridge, knock on the fridge door, and then basically, it I don't know if it turns transparent and shows you what's inside the fridge, or it just is big display that shows you a picture of what's inside the fridge. And, and my wife was like, oh my God, that's so cool. And he, being a kid, pointed out, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. It takes just as much effort to knock on the door than it does to open the door. I'm just going to open the damn door. Wow. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So now I officially believe fridge displays of what's inside the fridge is completely moronic, like 3D curved televisions. Yeah, but Just hang on. My, my kids spend 
half their lives standing in front of an open fridge, letting all the cold air out of it. And if they you think, can, do you think so, they're going to respect that screen? No, they're not. They're going to think, Dad, Dad's getting in the screen, and he's taking out the good cola out of that picture. So screw that. I'm opening the door. <laughs> well, I thought when you started that story, because I'm I'm still in the midst of a extremely lengthy warranty for uh, a Frigidaire stand-up freezer that we bought at Costco, and it it crapped the bed probably four months ago. And I've been dealing with, with Frigidaire, Costco, the repair company, which is local from 150 miles away. And, and it's just been miserable. They call me back. Well, we need your Costco number. Yeah, I gave it to you last time you called me and just stuff like that. So I, I figured you're going to say that you walked out and you just tap on the, the door of the, the, refri- the freezer or the refrigerator and it just falls off because that seems to be the way that it's going at this point. But yeah. Stuff isn't built like it used to is somewhat true. I definitely agree. Dude, it's garbage. I it's absolute garbage. It, so it showed up with a picture. When you knock on it, it shows up with a picture of all this delicious food. And then when they <laughs> open the, the door, there's like vegetables mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah, old cheese. That's kind of guy. Yeah. So I'm. So I'll just say a quick like hardware update on my end. I'm still. I'm with the Pixel Six A. I don't completely feel like a beta tester. I somewhat do, though, because after I get an update, I get a long list of features on my screen pop up telling me all these new things that my phone can do, all the other things that my phone can do, and all the other things that my phone can do. And yet sometimes when I answer a phone, I still go, hello, hello, and hello, hello, and people can't hear me. And I got to hang up and call them back. Is it on Bluetooth? So I kind of feel like a beta Is tester. it on Bluetooth? That happens to me all no. the time. I'll have my headphones connected, but have them off. And then I'll be trying to th- hello, hello. Nope. I'm still using my old phone basically as a podcast player. And I'm using the new phone as just a phone. I'm, I'm that, that That's what I'm trying to do. So yeah, it's not Bluetooth. It's just once in a while. Doesn't feel like answering or hear my voice and stuff. And the uh, same thing applies where every now and then, um, if I do something too quick is the way I'll put it. The phone will literally like hiccup and burp. If I too quickly access something from a sleep mode that will wants to try to access LastPass or CVS or something that needs a fingerprint reader, it's a behind the screen fingerprint reader. So what will happen is the the phone will like pop up with a fingerprint reader and go boop, 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 and then nope, now you have to log in with a password. Um, so the phone isn't perfectly clean. Is what I'll say. Um, nothing has been as clean in my experience as like the classic one plus one experience. Well, I've had three phones in my life, so I can't really speak to that. If anybody could talk about a thousand different phones and which one operates the best, it would definitely be Ivor. Yeah. I've had three phones in the last month. (laughs) (laughs) You still have your goofy, whatever gimmicky. Uh, uh, Yeah. Flip. Yeah. Asus. Asus flip. I like Asus. They do good phones. I'm getting more and more used to this. That's so weird. Uh, I was having problems. A lot of my text messages weren't getting through. Um, and I don't know why, because I, I couldn't figure out. I changed text message clients. I restarted the phone. I had all sorts of issues with sending text messages. And um, they weren't going through. They weren't going out and they weren't coming in. So uh, I had to reset the phone and uh, started using Google Messages. And, and surprise, surprise, now all my text messages work and arrive in a sync reliably. Um, so it makes you wonder, because I had um, Google Messages disabled before, 
Now it's not disabled and suddenly everything works properly. So I'm wondering what the hell's going on there. Well, I will say it depends then what app you're using and how intertwined it is accessing the local app called Carrier Services. Yeah. Uh, the, the local app called Carrier Services defines which types of um, text messaging is available, which is optional and which will work right now. Um, like the RCS is like the one level that, and, and my phone will warn me in Google messenger. If I try to send a RCS message to someone who's currently offline and it will literally say message did not get through other clients, probably offline click here. And then when I click there, it will, add, it will give me the offer to send it via SMS. When you send it via SMS, then you don't get receipts and you don't, and you're not sure if the other person was mm. delivered or read or anything. Mm. Um, yeah, but it wouldn't shock me if Google, eh, you know, being Google, everything has to hit their servers first for yeah. audit purposes yeah. and then goes to the end. Yeah. But I'll give the devil its due, though, that Google Messages is pretty good <laughs> as an app. <laughs> well, I, and and uh, and uh, Google Messages on the web. Yeah. That's when you I, access I it when you're on the same look like it works nice. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Yeah, yeah. It, it works. Yeah. It just works. Yeah, I like yeah. that part of it, but I... Maybe I can turn it off, but the the auto replies every once in a while I'll actually hit that when I'm trying to hit the the text box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I know. And then I sound like I just wish everyone would use Voxer. Mm. I'm just saying, or anything else. I have a problem with Voxer. I can't. You know, when you guys post photos on there, I can't see them for like a day. They won't. Mm. Yeah, they don't come through until the next day, which is weird. Well, I'll say this: I'm a bit of a administration Nazi on my phone is the way I'll put it. Um, I, every like week I go through every conversation, tap, hold, delete all conversation history. It's basically deleting all the local cache for the app. Right. Android by its own has limits that set. And then when it exceeds the limits, it, it gets rid of the old stuff. Um, I find every now and then when I just delete the entire history of a conversation, it as an app performs more sane I'm not going to say better because it's still as flaky as hell, but more sane. Well, it can get pretty large too, as far as the the cache or the just the the storage space. <laughs> You're in rare form. Yeah. Uh, are you well, on mushrooms? And, well, and the <laughs> and the unfortunate thing is, the larger the storage on your device, the larger it will let the cache be. Oh right. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You must be able to set that though as a setting. Um, I know the administrator of the app who pushes it up can set default like priority levels. Um, I do think there is a way that you can uh, only with the root change the cache size. Um, as far as like Google news, I'll just say this pixel fold, pixel seven fold or whatever pixel fold too expensive. Um, pixel tablet, $499, eh, almost fairly priced. If it was like a hundred dollars less, I would say it's bordering fairly priced. And then if it was 50 bucks less than that, I would consider it to be fairly priced, but then to buy the stands another 150 bucks. So $650 for a tablet and a stand. And I will remind everybody, no matter how cool people think tablets are, they never use them as much as they expect to use them. It's, it's just the fact of life. Uh, the phone is just much more convenient. It's right there. Yeah, they're mainly a child entertainment device, really, aren't they? For kids who are not old enough to have a phone yet. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Um, yeah. And then the new Pixel and then the new Pixel 7, which I will say, it looks really nice. 
I mean, honestly, I do think they have got the form feel of a phone down pretty well. Um, I love how basically now everything is virtually edge-to-edge screen. The idea of having a chin or a bumper at the top is basically gone on phones. Um, and I like that. I'm not going to lie. Um, now they just are doing the same thing. Apple's becoming more like Android, and Android is becoming more like Apple. Revision after revision after revision. What uh, what age do you guys reckon a child should should get a phone? <laughs> this is kind of. I don't think we've ever broached breached breached this subject on here. Yeah, breached broached. Well, I mean, I'll start by saying it depends on the kid. Um, my youngest is quite ADD, quite impromptu, quite you know, um, imaginative is the way I put it. Um. I think we should have waited to give him a phone to at least 10 or 12, at least. Um, I think we gave him a phone too early to her now. Uh, I think quite literally on his own, we, if we left him to his own, at least 16 to 20 hours straight, he would watch YouTube. Yeah, that's all it is, YouTube. Yeah, my oldest was so much more like at least understanding of stuff where, yeah, he'll sit there and watch YouTube for an hour or two. But we gave him a phone. I want to say it was um, fifth, um, it was like a sixth grade, so six. So it was almost ten years old when we got him his phone, and he was unbelievably like respectful. Like when I explained to him, no, no, you need to turn on location sharing to me, and I'm turning on location sharing to you. So at any time of any day, I can see where you're at, and you can see where I'm at. This is called family, okay, kind of thing. And he's been really respectful with that. Um leaving it on, not turning it off and then doing whatever his 18 year old self wants to do. Um, so with him, I think 10 years old was like perfectly fine. I I don't understand the people that give a phone to a kid who's literally like seven or six years old. Yeah. We use uh, family link. So, um, the Google family link, which I think is quite good. It restricts the amount of time you can spend it. You've got all sorts of levels of control over what child can and can't do. It shows you the child's location if they have their data turned on. Um, uh, yeah, but our daughter's in a, uh, my youngest daughter's in a bit of a special situation because she catches a bus to school in the morning. So I want to, you know, we give her the cell phone so she can tell me if there's a problem with the bus. Of course, whenever there is a problem with the bus, the last thing she does is call me. <laughs> so, well, you said call that her. She never said, so, you said you, you give her the cell phone so you guys all just share one. So how is she supposed to call you anyway? <laughs> New Zealand, one phone per family. It's all we're allowed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, what age do you think then, Ivor? Let's let's. Pretty sure Eric said uh, twenty-seven in the chat. Twenty-seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. When they're all wow. pay for themselves. Um, yeah. No. I, that was Ivor actually yeah. in the chat. He puts all of his zingers in the chat and doesn't put them actually <laughs> so people can hear him on the show. Um. Uh, well, see, the, the average sign-up age for social media is about 13, I think. <clears throat> so um, that's about the time that I suppose people can start. That most teenagers are, start, are interested in using a phone, but a lot of them are actually really interested before that as well. Absolutely. I, mean, I, I had my daughter coming to me when she was eight saying, can I sign up for Facebook? <laughs> Hell no. So, yeah. Again, that you're just right, means they just, have friends at school who like, mentioned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like, and, and, and you know, peer pressure is real kind of thing. Mm. So the stupid parents who literally give their kid a phone at the age of like six, then your kids will be like, "Why, well, why, why does Jimmy have a phone?" Mm. Kind of thing. Yeah, we're not. Well, my our, friends have a phone. 
Yeah, our, our kid will be oh. five next month, which is insane by itself. But I mean, it's it's just yeah. you can just see like a a moth to a flame, right? Whenever there's a mm-hmm. screen, like, whoa, what's going on over here? What's going on over here? Mm-hmm. And I mean, we tell people because we have there's I don't know, our house just a hub for crazies, but they you know it'd be first thing in the morning and and they'll get out their phone or their computer and Solomon will go over there and you're like. Dude, all right, no screen, enough, no screen time. Like, mm-hmm. we've got specific times where you can watch animal shows or whatever on the TV, but yeah, just trying to curb it, but it's so difficult to, right? Yeah, I mean, the other thing I'll say is the more time you as a parent are willing to spend with your child handling that device, the earlier you can go. So if you have nothing but time on your hands and you can literally help you know, um, um, be like the concierge service and show the kid this is this, this is this, this is, and literally sit with the kid and discover new things. It it could be younger. I don't have that kind of time, so I can't do that. Um, the other thing I just want to say really quick was we talk about you know, well, all my other friends do it. My oldest son is so he look he graduated high school with a one point six, but he is definitely not dumb. Um, when we said when my wife said to him, well, what if all your friends were jumping off a bridge? Would you? jump up to to which he said instantly well it matters what they were doing where they were like escaping a fire or something yeah i'll jump off too it's like oh, 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 he nailed you oh oh he just he just oh man and i just left the room because i'm not no 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 he just like literally like like pulled out like the master card <laughs> boom threw on the table done so it's like man i can't i'm gonna be really careful when i argue with this kid in the future Ooh, he's sharp well, I think the that all that kids are fond of doing is losing their phones quite often uh, and um, breaking them as well. So, and so be prepared to replace it every year, at least once a year. Yeah, but that's you as well, though. So, I mean, that might just yeah, be a family trait. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'll say um, that's not the case with us. And there's a reason why um, we force our kids to do some amount of work around the house. Nothing is hard. Nothing is backbreaking. It's literally emptying the trash, mowing the lawn, Digging cleaning the, the toilets, because I don't want to <laughs> clean the toilets, um, vacuuming, doing all this kind of chore stuff, and we pay them. And we, honestly, we overpay them, is to say one word. We clearly overpay them. But they also don't go out the door, and they don't go to the store themselves very often, so they end up having more money in their bank account than I have in my bank account. <laughs> so when they break their phone, they buy their new phone. And then when they see, oh, my account said this, and the phone calls this much? Okay, I'm going to be a little more careful. Dad, can I get a case for my phone? You sure can, and I'll buy you the case kind of thing. So, like, you know, um, like, after their second phone, is what I'm going to say, they all just became more diligent about not throwing it, not slamming it, not dropping it, if they can help it. Um, my oldest son, the only time he gets a new phone is when, literally, when it stops making phone calls kind of thing. As a, going back to what you were saying about about if you have the time to be a concierge and and walk them through, for me, that time I find other things to do besides be on the phone. You know, like he he's pretty big into math right now, and so we'll just do do math problems or or hangman, <laughs> but I've changed it to bicycle bicycle man. You know, where you just write the lines across okay it's five letters this word and then you guess the guess the letters for the word like that kind of stuff he just eats up so for me 
I try to not use my phone with him at all and just take those times that that we have and either force him to do manual labor or do math. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> manual labor or math? Mm. <laughs> do, you, do you force him to eat broccoli as well? <laughs> oh, he loves it, man. He loves the broccoli. He loves the broccoli. Oh yeah, he yeah, yeah he loves fruits and vegetables, man. Not as much as ice yeah. cream, but he still likes them. <laughs> yeah, there is a uh, video series I make my kids watch at least every year. Uh, it's from the channel called Crash Course, uh, and I will say I don't know if you guys are aware of Crash Course or anything. Crash Course is a completely um, non-profit, is the way I'll put it, um, company that only wants to try to create content that teaches basic things in an entertaining way. Almost like, um, um, oh God, uh, the K thing Academy. that Bill Gates. Yeah, kind of like Khan Academy, but, but not as technically kind of thing. It's like world history kind of thing. But they have this one series called Navigating Digital Information that I make my kids watch at least once a year, sometimes quicker, uh, just to remind them, essentially, it doesn't matter what you see, anywhere you see it, nothing you should take as a bald-faced truth is this is it. You should always do some sort of, I don't want to say fact-checking because that seems stigmatized to this time of year kind of thing. <laughs> just just go check other sources, see what they say kind of thing. Um, because I do believe, um, you know, for some reason we walk down the street and if the guy asks you a personal question you randomly run into, you don't answer it. But for some reason online, everybody seems more willing to just give up personal information or just believe what they're seeing. I don't know what that, what's going on there. So I make them watch this series that I put in the uh, YouTube chat. Um, and I like it because I used to believe my job title at work shouldn't be, you know, software engineer or information system specialist, or whatever. I felt like my job title should be senior internet research specialist too, because I'm really good at using Google. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, watching this video series reminded me of what I was doing good in Google and like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're talking about the same kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're making it easier for people to digest is what I'll put it. You got to be careful even with those learning ones, though. Um, I, I I put the kid in front of uh, the Khan Academy, and after like 25 minutes, he went out and started raising villages and just burning crops, and it turned <laughs> out it was the Genghis Khan Academy. Thanks, Tyler. You know, Genghis Khan was in charge of the Mongols. The Mongols were the only people who ever successfully defeated Russia in Russia. I'm just saying. Yeah, they took out the Chinese, too. They had something going right, and they had a choice. Hello, we're the Mongols. You have a choice. You can join us. We'll give you economic freedom, religious freedom, and personal freedom, or you can die right now. And most people pick the right choice. But unfortunately, what came with the deal was, you know, this guy over here, he's going to impregnate every single woman in your town. Just <laughs> Just, just, just let you. Know. <laughs> That's right, brother Door, brother Ivor. Yeah. <laughs> Getting back on on track. Um, my, my, I'm going to be really interested to see what my kids do when they have kids, uh, huh. and what rules they're going to put around digital yeah. devices. Well, I don't know if they will have digital devices. You know, well, going to happen there. You know, I'll just say in my personal experience, it seems like the almost like the TikTok mentality. Um. When parents are strict, 
their children are less strict. And then when the parents are less strict, the kids are more strict. Mm. And there's this like constantly back and forth kind of thing. And the way I've described my parenthood, I'm almost embarrassed to say it because I'm almost like a beatnik. I'm almost a beatnik in the sense of I'm not going to drill my children and tell them what they need to think, what they need to do, what they need to be in life. I don't want to force them to do that. I want them to decide their own way. Mm. I just want to make sure they understand their choices, understand their options, and understand that if they make this choice, this might happen. And if this happens, come let me know and we'll figure out some other stuff. I think, but like, you know, like when people heard what branch of military my son wanted to join, they turned to me and said, you can't let him do that. And I'm like, he's an adult, number one. Number two, what makes you think he listens to me? did you listen to your parents when you were 18? I'm pretty sure you didn't. Okay. So don't tell me what I need to do. If you think he's doing the wrong thing, you communicate to him like he's an adult and he'll listen to you like you're an adult, unless you act like a child thing. Yeah. Why are you telling me? You know what I mean? It's like complaining to me about my wife's driving. Go complain to her. Not me. (laughs) I have no control over such a thing. You're less scary. You know, and I make really good wings. Yeah, but I heard that your uh, your ribs are a little bit off of the mark. It was just that one time. It was just that one time. Look, significant shrinkage. I was in the pool. Yeah, Let right. it go. <laughs> it's a cold day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, have you guys ever heard of uh, this operating system called Android? It has apps. Do you guys have any? <laughs> uh, I know one app that uh, you want to talk about. Uh, was it supported by, Pre- by President Hector... Alejandro Mountain Dew Camacho? <laughs> what? <laughs> I remember Hector Macho Camacho. Idiocracy. Terry Crews. The finest movie ever made. Apart from the cast. Uh, one of them. Uh, yeah, right. Sure. Exactly. 24 hours a die. <laughs> but he didn't mean to do it. He was just in the wrong crowd. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't his fault. You, you defended Wayne, and he got eight years. <laughs> Yeah, but you did your best. Yeah, but you didn't welcome to the <laughs> section of the podcast where we uh, do uh, twenty minutes with castle quotes before we get on yeah. with actually talking about <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh uh, well. Um. Yeah. I just noticed I bookmarked some stuff and it wasn't working. I think my ITFF is broken, which is what, of course, my wife said last night. What is even happening here? I don't know. Um, I want to talk about one app that we brought about a while ago. Um, and it's because I always like options and stuff. Um, this was one of the apps we brought forward called motion monkey, partially great name motion monkey. How can you go wrong? It's called motion monkey. Um, but I will say this app saw a significant upgrade. The last time we brought this show to the app, um, we kind of agreed that, you know, there were other apps out there in air quotes that did better. Um, not any fault of motion monkey. It was still a young app. It was right after we had, I think it was advanced die kind of thing. So then we had these other apps trying to fill these gaps. Uh, motion monkey has made, I'll just say this really good progress in the last couple months. Um, if you need to have a video watching app that works with different backends, like Twitch, TikTok, Facebook, Last.fm, YouTube, and all these other video hubs, um, BitTorrent, um, Dailymotion, Vimo, um, 
all this other stuff, SoundCloud, this is like one app to cover all those kinds of bases. So it might be worth checking out again is the way I'll put it. Yeah, great. I mean, I, I had a quick look at this one. Well, I think when you first mentioned it, but never really uh, went anywhere with it. It was a bit clunky, but hopefully they've improved that now. So that's great. Well, I mean, the way I put it is, you know, it's one of those things. It's in motion. Oh, motion monkey. It's in motion. Um, I do think it's like, okay, I've been watching this one guy about AI stuff. And when he shows you something that's janky, he always says, don't forget, it only gets better from here. I do believe with motion monkey, it's one of those things. If you put in the time with it, it only gets better from here. So the only question actually, is, when does it meet that? Surprise, it's actually available on the Play Store. You can, mm -hmm. you can download it from the Play Store, which is good. Well, that just means it hasn't hit that sweet spot yet of million yeah. plus people or whatever to where YouTube or Google gets mad. Moments, so. Yeah, yeah. All right, perhaps we can change that then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, I've got an app. Okay. Uh, I'll just put the link in here. So... Um, this, this is an app that will make your family um, put a pillow over your face at night. <laughs> so um, this is called Big Ben Bonger Plus. So basically every 15 minutes, it makes the sound of uh, Big Ben bonging. <laughs> but no particular. I mean, if you're, if you're pining for um, London, if you're an expat London from London, and you uh, want to hear the sound of Big Ben, this is your app. <laughs> Basically, yeah, that's all it does. It just plays every fifteen minutes. It plays the uh, Big Ben sound. Um, it's two dollars and fifty nine cents, man. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> it's much cheaper than a ticket a ticket to London. <laughs> well, then per permission to be anal. Uh, Go right ahead. Yeah, we're asking permission now. Big Ben is not the name of the clock nor the bell. They both have different names. Um, so. So you can set uh, 15 and 45 minute chimes, half hour chimes on the hour strike. So you can select uh, which ones you want to, to go. Or you want all, all of them or just one of them. Uh, the volume. It's got this thing called a pendulum, which I think means shows you the pendulum swinging. Um, and it has a quiet time you can set. Uh, you can set what time. <laughs> quiet time. It's got a dark mode. Uh, and various things and stuff. Uh, I like it because um, it's really annoying. <laughs> it goes off if you set it to go off every 15 minutes in the middle of a conversation you have to stop and wait for this thing to stop before you can carry on your conversation it's fantastic i love it okay so yeah bing ben bonger, bonger plus. plus i wanted to say it slow just to be sure big ben bonger plus by you mike apps real apps filling real needs <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Eric says this I is why you're deaf. I for a day, and my my wife threatened divorce. <laughs> yeah, Eric says in the chat that this is why you're deaf. <laughs> it probably is. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure in university we had a big Ben Bong. <laughs> is that where all, why all your hair fell up? This is this is it. <laughs> um, this one has probably been brought on here. Probably been brought in, but uh. Sync thing. I'm sorry, Ivor. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to step on you there. Are you done with Big Ben Bonger Plus? I'm done. <laughs> There's not okay. much else that's involved with Big Ben Bonger Plus. Actually, I have one. I have, so no more bong. <laughs> I have one question. <laughs> what makes it plus? And is there a Big Ben Bonger that's not a plus? Yes, there is a Big Ben Bonger. There's another version which is useful for apps um, Android 13 and lower, I think. So the Big Ben Bonger Plus is for I think and later versions of Android. Okay. Mm. <laughs> All right then. 
Uh, so think sync thing. Uh, actually, I should have I should have brought another one first. I've been trying to sort out this app called Obsidian, which is a personal knowledge base, and I don't really understand it completely yet. But somebody had recommended it, and it's sort of a way to map your mind. So I, I there's a YouTube video that I need to watch apparently, but. Once you once you get it sorted out, apparently it's an extremely efficient way to take notes and and jot down things that are up in your brain because your brain is made for creating thoughts, not keeping them. At least mine, and and so I was trying to figure out a way to sync this this Obsidian app between my laptop and my phone, and they have a it's like ten bucks a month for a a sync through their through obsidian but i didn't want to pay it 10 bucks eight dollars something like that yeah Yeah. and uh didn't want to they're dreaming (laughs) and so i i didn't want to uh, pay that and so i've been trying to sort out sync thing um on my laptop i tried a couple other options to basically just sync the files between the two i haven't been able to get it to work properly yet but uh sync thing is is just a way to sync folders between. I mean, I think it, it must use rsync in the back end. Obviously, I did a deep dive well, on this. Um, everything uses rsync in the yeah, back okay. end, or it doesn't work. Okay. So yeah. it, it uh, yeah, you can just in, install it on your computer and your phone, and then create a, a directory or a folder, and then yeah, it's like a self-hosted Google Cloud or a peer-to-peer Google Cloud. So it's uh, 4.3 average reviews out of 5.8 thousand, 100,000 K downloads. And it seems to, it seems to work well. It's just not working well with this Obsidian program. And so I need to do a little more tinkering with it, but it might be an option for somebody that wants to sync their devices or have a, a folder between their devices that they don't want to go through iCloud or or Google Cloud, or any other cloud. Yeah, I will say a brief history on sync thing. Um, it used to be called BitTorrent Sync. Um, is it? And what? It, oh, okay. I didn't yeah, realize. That. Yeah. Is it a fork? No, they literally like sold it and rebranded Ooh. it. So it is sync. It, it is BitTorrent Sync in a couple versions after it. Um, the beautiful thing about this um, protocol, this application, the method of how it does things is it is truly serverless. You can literally block every sync thing server and every BitTorrent uh, server that exists, and the app will still work. Pardon me as Big Ben goes off. There it is. Oh, wait, hold on. Hands over your hearts, please. <laughs> is that a thing? No, it's like, no, no it's the, the, the British don't do that, yeah. Just when we were on track, or Next one's in 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, well, you know. Um, and I will say, uh, sync. The beautiful thing about sync thing is it is truly completely serverless. Um, they didn't completely. Um, I don't want to say open source because that's not the right word. They didn't completely open document all of the protocols and services that they're taking advantage of. But the people who were able to do a lot of like uh, network sniffing on the application um, says the good thing about it is it uses publicly available. Um, servers almost like DNS servers, but they're not using DNS servers to be able to relay from 
literally thousands of servers to make the relay between your two devices using true RSA encryption kind of thing. So we know everything in transit is completely safe. Uh, the uh, desktop clients, I do believe, have been completely audited and they've been deemed completely safe and, you know, have everything that's going on. Um, the difficulty is sometimes when we have blockers on our networks, it can cause issues with connectivity. With my Pi Hole, I literally had to make an exception uh, for that device and say, uh, don't pay, like basically put this device out on the island, don't administer any of our rules against that IP address. And once I did that, then sync thing was starting to work fine is what I'll say. Uh, but it is one of those a applications that I don't know why it doesn't get enough attention because I will say the onboarding progress, uh, process for this application on desktop or on mobile is quite like one clickable. It doesn't take much to get it up and running and it doesn't take much to get it connected. You literally, it presents you with the string. You copy that string over here, you hit paste and voila, it magically works. That was the problem I remember I had, or probably the biggest problem I had was I tried to sync my phone to my laptop, but then I believe to make it work, I had to do the reverse as well and sync the laptop mm -hmm. to the phone. Right. So it's a two-way handshake. I believe it, uh, but I, I, I will say this is also the kind of app that I do believe dare I say, kind of like Debian as a distro was given to a community of people. So there is literally no one <clears throat> company or individual that owns this product, which means even if it goes belly up, someone else will be able to take up the mantle and move forward. So yeah, if you can't tell, I'm kind of a fan of it. I didn't realize that it was BitTorrent Sync, which is, I've used quite a bit in the past. And that, and I, now that you say it, I, re, I think I remember the, the rebranding. But like Ivor, I'm an idiot, so. Well, you know, one of those things, if you're not reminded about stuff, you forget. And like one of the companies I almost forgot about was Fairphone. Uh, only because the initial hurdle obstacle price for Fairphone, I thought was a little bit high. But then I saw this article, uh, Fairphone XL uh, over-the-ear headphones, which I will say I'm not an audio snob, but I really do like good audio. Uh, and they have the Fairbuds XL uh, modular headphone design to go the difference. So basically Fairphone is now going to offer like these cans I'm wearing on my head right now, but in the Fairphone model, which means they're made to be easily take a partable and things inside of it easily replaceable if individual things fail. So I'm not going to lie. I'm now starting to save up money because I would like to buy a, um, um, a, um, one of these Literally, the only reason I want to is so I can support, I, I think Fairphone's at least trying to do the right thing for at least some stuff. Uh, and the review makes it sound like, you know, they're decent headphones. I don't need perfect monitoring, you know, $600 headphones to do my job. I just need headphones. Are they Bluetooth? They must be, right? Or uh, yeah, I do believe they are. 249, year, 249 euros, according to this article. Yeah. Yeah, almost $300, but it's the kind of thing if, you know, cause they promise these are the kind of things I can buy and six, 10 or 12 years from now, I should be able to buy parts from them and just keep, you know, making them work again. Do they play uh big band, big band bonger plus? Uh, that might be an extra surcharge because it might damage the um, inner circuitry. 
Yeah, they can only play the Big Ben, Big Ben Banger, but not the plus model. <laughs> big Ben Banger? Not the plus, big yeah. Big Banger Banger. Sounds like a porn film you were in a few years ago. <laughs> Josh. I kept oh, the that's mustache. Oh, supposed to mention that part of your career, are we? <laughs> I thought this was a, a family show, Dor. When it's not. He's not even listening to us anymore. Just done. It's just done. Well... You know, it all depends on how you define family, you know. Don't make me stop this car. Mm -hmm. Like I say to my wife, look, there's all kinds of people out there. Some people like to have sex with goats. Let's just let them be. That brings Ivor to his next app. (laughs) Single goat. goat. (laughs) Yes, single goat finder. Okay, here's Ivor's next app. Um, Comes with Velcro gloves, though. One of the things that I suppose Josh would uh, think is useful while he's outside prancing around in his garden buck naked is um, an app that will tell him what certain plants and animals are. And I've, I don't know about you, but I've, I've always sort of been interested in finding out what various plants around my house are. And I've not had a lot of luck with getting um, plant identification apps that A, aren't scammy as hell, B, don't charge you money. But this one is um, from iNaturalist, and it's a collaboration with National Geographic and another organization. I think it's a non-profit organization. And it actually mostly works. It's actually really pretty good. The uh, user interface is, is quite good. Um, you can point your phone at a, a plant, take a picture of it, and it will do a, a reasonably good job of identifying what kind of plant it is. Um, there aren't, there's, isn't a lot of information for the plants that I, I use because a lot of them are... Um, native New Zealand plants, which there aren't a lot of on, on their database, but I'm sure if you guys in, in North America and Canada would um, would have a bit more uh, luck with, with your strike rate on identifying um, different plant species. So, yeah, finally, if you're looking, I found this on on, uh, on NOSTA, by the way. Someone someone pointed me to it uh, on NOSTA, and I said I was looking for, a, for an app that would identify You plants. found it on my drink? No, no, no. <laughs> NOSTA, N-O-S-T-R. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, you got it. I'm surprised Josh doesn't have it written on his forehead. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, Seek by iNaturalist. Now that's not a uh, it's not a nudist colony. That's actually a, a company that has produced the app. Um, so go and give it a go if, you, if you're if you're curious about uh, what uh, what plants are around your your house or on when you're out walking the dog. This is a great little app to to use. Nice. I think it's YouTube. Free. I think YouTube might have crashed or. Um, Ooh, I see. Uh, my OBS looks fine. Like, ooh, connection not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's uh, first just gotta give the people to gotta give the people what they want, man. Oh, well, what if they want goats? Sexy goats. Um, the uh, okay. So to keep us rolling. Nope, you, YouTube's fine. Oh. I got I got booted oh. out. So did Eric. But yeah, it's definitely having. There's probably a reason why Eric got booted out. I refreshed and it was clearly working for a couple of seconds and then it went boom again. So just for a go, let me hit stop streaming. Wait a couple of seconds. Ivor, I see your iNaturalist app and raise you plant net plant identification, which, which has an average of 4.5 stars, 228,000 reviews, 10 million downloads. And it's what I've been using. I just downloaded the one that you brought as well. But this one has worked pretty pretty good and you can choose i think it'll it'll seek globally as well if you don't get a good hit locally it'll uh ask if you want to check check the rest of the world 
And oh, with, that's great. I'll try it out. Is it free as well? It is, yeah. I'm pretty sure that there's no, I don't think I've paid anything for it. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on the, I've really been trying to sort out all of the, the different fauna and everything around here. Found a, yeah, I've got uh, mushrooms springing up everywhere, and I want to know if they're, if they're able to be eaten. Or, you know, you're, you're walking walking out, and you, you see a plant sitting there, you don't know what it is, and you wonder what it is. And Yeah. That's good. I found a, a, a tree called nine bark. Uh, the other day, I thought it was another type of of small tree bush that we have, but it was something completely different, which is also irrelevant, but goes to show the power of a plant identification app. Okay, I restarted my OBS, so I do believe everything should be back up and running publicly. Should we start Audacity again? Nope, 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 nope. nope. <laughs> but I will say I'm a huge fan of these kind of apps. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remembered, I or I uh, downloaded and installed Snake Snap to identify a snake that was literally living inside my um 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 outdoor trousers. <laughs> no, <laughs> the stuff on the outside of my house, the plastic siding. Ah. Um, to which it came back with immediately, don't kill. This is called a rat snake. It only kills small vermin. It's great to have around your house. So great. Um, I love the idea of literally just walking around and snapping and saying, what's this? Oh, what's that? 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 And just seeing all the different things that you experience because all we know as individuals is, well, that looks different than that. You know, we don't know what it is. We don't know what it does. I think, well, this thing might have an anti thing that causes, you know, uh, ant colonies to not want to be here. Oh crap. I might want to put that in my front yard. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so I love the idea of being able to get these kind of in-depth uh, things about plants that are literally like right outside our door and we don't know about. No, I've been I've been diving into that a little bit as well as far as that's one of the things with permaculture, which I started a course and I have another this weekend is another part of it, uh, permaculture design course. And, and it's about systems. And finding all of those, the way that they work together and, and attracting beneficial insects right. to take out the other ones and, and just things like that. And I, I actually cooked, well, I collected a bunch of stinging nettle, which is fun, and and made it into a, a salve or salve, salve, I don't know that word, um, with some beeswax and, and just doing stuff like that. And then, and then blanched some and made some fettuccine noodles out of it. And just trying to get closer to the land and realize that before there were pharmaceutical companies, people still made cures for things and all of those plants still exist. And we don't need necessarily Pfizer to to live healthy lives. Nope. There's a red dot on your forehead, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are we having connectivity issues? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, t- to me, it's just like, you know, basic education of the things that are around you that, you know, 300 years ago, we had at least have some idea of what was around us. Now we just get up in the morning, go to our office job and come back and just watch Netflix for like four hours. You say it like so, yeah, I do believe <laughs> it's, you know, whatever. Um, I will say, I don't know what happened, but OBS like took a dump. And then when I restarted OBS, then 
the audio didn't work right. So uh, I digress. If there were, if you think there was important things that mentioned, it will be on the audio feed because all of our local recording works, which is why you never have one source of recording for a podcast. If you do, you're going to have either a PEBCAC error or an ID10T error. And I would say that you missed an absolute zinger from me. So yeah. listen to the audio when it comes out. On. Yeah, that was a big. That was a big reveal. <laughs> Bigger than a gender re- re- reveal big party. Big bong reveal. <laughs> yeah. Please don't stand up again. Here's again. Jeez. You asked for it. That's just a quarter hour mark. It's a good way to you, the podcast, actually. You mentioned. Uh, you have to sing sing God Save the King. So is it the exact same song as God Save the Queen, but they just switch queen and king when there's a king instead of a queen? Well, you're part of the Commonwealth as well, mate. You should know. Don't you sing this every day? I, <laughs> I, yeah, I, no, I, I tend to not worship lizard people. <laughs> you say God Save the Queen. All I think of is the sex pistols. <laughs> Yeah, is yeah. it? Wasn't there called? called uh, yeah, I'm, I think so. I'm pretty sure. The queen. She ain't no human being. Yeah, yeah. Well, is there another one? Like, I have no, I'm, I'm confused. No, you just say, it's oh, no, just Josh. God save the king instead of God save the queen. We'll just, we'll yeah. just sit back and have a gin after the show. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> Some beef eater. Um, so the game I'm going to bring, because once in a while, you know, I got to bring a game, is a game that, to be honest, I played a little bit of in its previous, um, installment um and i thought and literally this brought back such nostalgia when i first played it it was literally like classic super nintendo rpging all over again the controls were on point the dialogue was literally the dialogue was adult but snappy and actually funny and um uh, self-referential it knew it was in a game kind of stuff uh they have a new version out i didn't know it was even out it's called doom and destiny worlds First game was literally just called Doom and Destiny. Doom and Destiny Worlds from Heartbit Interactive Set. 4.1 average reviews, 5,000 downloads, T for T. Right now, $4.99 in the Play Store. I would encourage you, bookmark it, come back. It is always on sale. Um, basically, this is literally like taking a top tier. I'm, and I'm really not over-exaggerating or kidding. It's literally like taking a top tier tier RPG game from Nintendo, Super Nintendo, PlayStation era, and putting it into a modern mobile or bits even better on a tablet or a Chromebook, I'm just saying, a format, and you literally can play the game. And it isn't one of those games that takes 40 hours to play. The last one was literally only like, I want to say four hours or five hours. Um, just stupid, fun RPGing. And when you started to grind to go up, levels the game knew you were doing that and it called you out on it because if you classic gamings if you just sit there and grind too much classic example dragon warrior as soon as you start you have red slimes blue slimes and ghost if you just sit there for two hours grinding away the whole rest of the game is much easier but are you willing to devote that two hours most people are not um in this game one of the first things i did in the previous one was to sit there for literally two hours and just grinding on the first till i was like level five or level six and the game called me out on it it said oh you think grinding is going to make the rest of the game easy nope so they literally made the enemies harder so yeah just stupid classic retro rpg fun uh to be honest it's one of those things if you calculate how much you pay for an hour it's still immensely cheaper than watching any movie in any theater in 2023 
True. Yeah. Yeah. See, um, probably more entertainment value than most movies you see today. Yeah. Can't argue that. It looks fun. But yeah, Doom. Yeah, Doom and Destiny Worlds. Um, if you're at all a fan of RPGs, classic RPGs, then I think it's definitely worth the time, worth the money. Or you could just watch the castle. Or you could just watch the castle. <laughs> now, 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 you know there was a TV series here in the U.S. called The Castle. I think it's just Castle. It's very confusing. I think you're right. You are you you are right. It was literally just called Castle, and it was with Nathan yep. Fillion. Yep. And it was also, again, very self-retrential. Uh, it knew what it was doing. Because at one point in time, Nathan Fillion got in a like space cowboy outfit. And his daughter made fun of him. Yeah, that's, that's actually a, a pretty good show. I mean, one, he's, I don't think I've ever seen him do anything that wasn't, wasn't good. Thank you. I agree. Not to mention my wife has a huge crush on him. I have a crush on him. I have a crush on him, too. Jeez. Yeah. Considering he's older than me and he looks younger than me, yeah. <laughs> Could you hit that big bonger gong again, Ivor, please? Yeah. <laughs> bonger gong. <laughs> Do you have any other useless apps, Ivor? He uh, snagged the bee. I have, I have a, a treasure trove of useless apps. Here's one. Uh, now, um, friends of the show and long-time uh, watchers and listeners will be uh, familiar with my uh, app that I bought a while ago called uh, Auto Boy Black Box which sounds ruder than it actually is. It's actually a uh, dash cam app for your phone, so you can mount it on your on your windscreen, and it works. problem when I got my new Asus Zenfone was that uh, it would destroy the battery. I'd go from like 100% to 20% on a, on a half-hour trip. So um, it was really heavy on the battery. So I had a look around to try and find a new a dash cam video that was easier uh, on the battery and wouldn't uh, make the phone so hot. And I came up with uh, Droid Dash Cam Video Recorder, which is... Um, which I've been using for a couple of months now. It still it uses a fair bit of, of battery, but my phone is a bit of a battery hog as well, charging it two or three times a day on average. Um, but uh, I, li- I like to have the security of, of using a dash cam while I'm driving. And this this app uh, does everything that um, the Autoboy black box used to do. So um, you uh, it's basically uh, you set it up on, on, your, on your cradle on your phone, you can set it up to uh, record automatically when it connects to your to your um, stereo in the car. Um, it will shoot in landscape portrait, upload to YouTube. That you can change the um, the resolution, um, all that sort of stuff. So it does basically everything you would expect it to do, and uh, it is a lot easier on the uh, on the battery, which is really the main reason I'm using it. Right. Yeah, I'll say to record the entire car trip. It's going to take a lot of battery. That that's where you need to have an expensive, high end, high amp car, twelve volt adapter charger kind of thing, yep. or else no matter what, you're going to have less battery than you did when you started the trip. Yeah, um, yeah, but the Autoboy Black Box, I mean, uh, and on this my particular phone, it's a combination of that particular app and my particular phone, uh, just it would just destroy the battery. I'd, I'd get down to like ten percent from seventy after just a, a short 10, 15-minute trip. It just absolutely ruined it. So I had to had to change something. And um, I, I'm not going to go and buy a new dash cam uh, to install on, on the car itself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use my Android phone, um, which is a lot cheaper. So I've never recorded um, driving because I don't live, well, I kind of live in a communist state. But uh, the... <laughs> You you record you actually record the entire trip and then how long do you keep? Yeah, most video? of my trips are short, so I my short I, like a maximum of half hour, twenty minute trips. 
and the city I live in is, is notorious for crazy drivers. Um, there are just some terrible drivers around, and I know one day I'm going to get fender bended or rear ended or or um, cut off and have a crash. Uh, and I'd like the uh, dash cam to be working at the t- at the time so I can prove what's been going on. To the so do you delete? Do you delete? Do you delete it directly yeah. after the trip so you're not you're yeah, not storing um, them? So you can record it, set it to record directly to your SD card. You can set it a maximum level. So I think I've got like 30 gigabyte as the maximum number of uh, size of the files it will will store. It creates a new file every five minutes, or you can specify the amount of time that that you want it to um, change. So you can say, I want a new file every two minutes. It will take still photographs as well at, at intervals that you specify, like one minute or 10 minutes. Um, and um, yeah, and you can keep them or you can upload them to YouTube. I don't know. It will overlay your GPS coordinates and your address and your speed on the on the, um, on the the video at the same time. Yeah, it does everything. I'm, I'm just, I was really quite impressed with it. Nice. Yeah, at uh, Google I.O., that was one of the things that they did highlight. They're going to allow the availability to have a native Android uh, dash cam app. Um, what oh, they yeah. highlighted in their app was um, it's basically going to record nothing. And then if it detects a sudden movement change that it thinks could be an accident or you hit the magic button on the screen, it will take the last like minute and save it. Um, kind of thing. So yeah. if someone you watch somebody cut somebody else off in front of you, you can hit the button and it will save the last 30 seconds of video kind of thing. I think it was 30 seconds. It might've been one minute. Um, it also said it was going to automatically save everything to Google cloud. Um, but it, but it insinuated if you just take a trip and nothing drastic happens or you don't hit that button, nothing is saved. Everything is, de- everything is deleted. Um, I, cause I will say the worldwide market for dash cams. It might not be in the billions of dollars, but there's enough people out there who want that dash cam so they can say, to an insurance company, look, I did what I was supposed to do. This jerk did that kind of thing. Um, it, uh, it it can immediately offset legality to somebody else. So I'm in favor of dash cams all around. Um, I used to use one every now and then, but yeah, it was hard to keep the battery up. When I upgraded my charger, I was able to get it to where it would slowly charge, but it would charge. Um, I'm okay now, be honest, because I have two phones right now I'm ready to use. I'm fully ready. To literally just buy like a $20 or $50 cheap Android phone and just use it as a dash cam and use yeah. my other phones as phones or whatever. It, it can be a bit processor heavy. So if you're going to buy it, you're going to use a cheap Android phone, make sure it's got a good processor on it. Uh, that's the only thing I would say. Just send them one of yours. <laughs> from my from my stockpile. Yeah. How many phones do you have within arm's reach? Uh, three. <laughs> How about with, Including with- tablets? Sure. What about the one on your wrist? Your wrist tablet. <laughs> My wrist tablet. <laughs> Technically six. You've got you've six. got six. Huawei P20 Lite, Droid X, um, OnePlus Pixel 6A, Amazon Cheap Fire tablet, um, Firefox phone, right there. Um, yeah, Jeez. they're all around me. Uh, you know, for that, when you need Thank- that Firefox phone. Well, you know, just thank God it isn't like maximum overdrive where things start to come to life, and I'm okay for now. This is all just going to start vibrating at once. Then you know it's coming. Yeah. Let's not say any more. Okay. Um, that was too easy. Uh, let's just say I'm kind of out of apps. I'll just say I'm out of interesting apps as well. I got one, Dor. I got one. Okay. Skipping the line here. 
this one is called Simple X. Or oh, oh, I saw this. Simplex. And I was almost yeah, I was almost hesitant to bring it just because I couldn't find any independent code audits or anything like that. I couldn't find any documentation on what they were doing in the background, but everything about it sounded great. Uh, good. Maybe you can talk about it. <laughs> it's a chat client that swears it's completely private, completely secure, completely like uh, you don't have to worry about nothing kind of peer thing. Peer-to-peer. Um, peer-to-peer. Don't have to worry about phone numbers or anything else. Um, desktop clients, Android clients, everything clients sounds like really good. Yeah, you don't need any any central centralized servers, uh, and yeah, I don't think you don't need a you don't need a phone number. Um, I have some friends to talk to. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, I actually joined a a uh, a group chat for one of the one of my friends on Noster, uh, the Renegade Butcher. So like, it's totally cool and stuff. Uh, but hey, yeah. Awesome. We, yeah, and so he started, and so there, there's no action whatsoever. But it was kind of interesting to see that you could have a, a group chat on there as well. Uh, it's something to be. I mean, I don't know how many of these over the years have been brought in, brought in, but got brought in on this show. Um, just different chat apps using different protocols or whatever other type of of technology. And this one definitely seems better than the rest because I brought it, so got to be worth something, right? So you talked to one guy on this? Uh, no, I haven't talked to anybody on it. Like you said, you need friends. <laughs> Big bad dong. Half past two. Half past seven here. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Dor, if you want to nerd out on this, this thing, let me know. Or Ivor, I guess we could do it too. Eric, you're well, not invited. Eric, uh, uh, the one like paraphrase thing I'll say is one of the old Steve Gibson quotes is don't try to reinvent security, go off the backs of other people, use their security. And then I see in their description using the open source double ratchet protocol. And I thought to myself, I think I'm a nerd. I never heard of open uh, double ratchet protocol. So I had to try to go and look at it. Um, I don't know what else is using it. I don't know. It was hard for me to tell how long it's been around. Um, it's one of those things. I hope they're smarter than I am, and they picked it for an explicit reason. I was trying to find on their blog, on their hi- history, when they selected the double ratchet protocol, and I was really hoping they would give like two or three paragraphs de- describing how they made that choice. But at least on their SimpleX Reddit or their website, I couldn't find justification for it. Um, uh, I'm looking at it here. Uh, it says that they had the X3DH key exchange, but that was a mistake. And then there's TLDR. I don't know. It's cool though. I like it. I like the the, the double ratchet protocol. Sounds pretty pretty burly. It, it does. It's definitely better than the single ratchet. <laughs> yeah, or just the 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 single non ratchet too. Like just I want a triple right. ratchet or nothing. <laughs> yeah. He's asking the impossible. Yeah. yeah, and I'll say the app looks unbelievably clean. Um, I know you know that might not mean something to people, but it means something to me when an app looks usable. Not a whole lot of not a whole lot of garbage and junk all over the place kind of thing. I like simple menus, simple interfaces. Just bring forward the data. So are you going to install it or what? Or is the onboarding too complicated? I didn't try this one yet <laughs> because I didn't know a I didn't know anybody was on it, and two I just couldn't find really good information. One of my core things now is because I'm old. 
is I really want anything I use to be independently audited by at least two external entities. Then if a company says like simple chat, look, we're taking donations because it isn't free. We have to pay these other people to do these independent audits. Okay, fine. I'll even give you money just because I would like this to be a good app. I'd like it to be a good choice. I would like it to just keep getting better kind of thing. Uh, but I can't find anything about them trying to do any third party independent audits either. So I didn't jump into it. Well, yet. it says, but it, it says a security assessment by trail of bits. So, I mean, that sounds like it doesn't get any better than that. Mm. Um, which is another, uh, blog post. It looks like, so I don't know if you've heard of trail of bits, oh. us based security and technology consultants, who's, Clients include big tech companies. There you go. I will just say security assessment is not the same thing as a code audit. So, you know, I'll just say words matter. That just meant that they did a lot of sniffing on the network and they weren't able to, you know, pull any data out of it. But it is, it is open source. So that's, I mean, it's kind of anybody can. I know somebody smarter than me needs to do it though, because I look at that stuff and it's just garbage gook. So it sounds like the main reason for using something like this or using this app would be privacy. Mm -hmm. And compared to an app like Signal, which is also pretty private, what are the advantages? Well, Signal Signal has, I would imagine Signal has servers for one, whereas Mm -hmm. this claims to be peer-to-peer. So your data is not sitting anywhere except, well, it should be end-to-end encrypted the same as Signal. Um, I brought this one, so it's cool. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's about all I got, man. Uh, it's got double ratchet. Double ratchet <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. So. Does Signal use the double ratchet protocol? I think I think <laughs> I, not. I think not. <laughs> I, yeah, honestly, to, to other people, just to be aware, this is a at least the website itself is out of the U.S. I don't know if the company is out of the U.S. Um, the signal need a phone number to to start. I think it does, yeah, doesn't it? Does. Yeah. yeah, it still does, and that's one of the big complaints people have about it. Um, yeah, and it's same with WhatsApp. So many people use WhatsApp, and then like my wife's dad, he doesn't have a phone, mm. and so we want to like, use WhatsApp or Signal or whatever to to do video messaging with him, and it is WhatsApp. Well, video messaging. Like a video, whatever, like a uh, video chat. Oh, but, Jitsi. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would. There's other. It could work, is what I'll say. It yeah, could work. yeah. But he also so has. He just use a laptop, does he? Does he don't have any devices? Um, no. He we bought him an iPad a few years back, so he uses that quite a bit. Uh, a bit too much sometimes. <laughs> hey, Solomon, no screen time. Um. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he uses that, but then it doesn't matter because that doesn't have a phone number attached to it either. It's just a right, whatever. His his internet, he has internet beamed down from the top of a hill somewhere. Some guy with a satellite mm-hmm. dish, Microwave. yeah, ho- holding yeah, up yeah. and and turning it. And he lives he mm-hmm. lives amongst the trees. So yeah, he's part ape, uh, and it just doesn't anyway. Could be worse. So, yeah, let's uh, if you want to. If anybody wants to try this simplex, simplex, let me know. Just one more messaging cool. app. <laughs> you need at least 17. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, I've got one more app. Uh, so this one is called Vivace or Vivace or something like that. I'm not sure which, how to pronounce it. But um, I've, for the last, uh, since January, I think I've been learning how to play guitar. And part of that process has been learning how to read music. 
and uh, it's been quite difficult. I found this this app on the Play Store, which basically will show you uh, a piece of sheet music or some notes on a, on a on a staff, and uh, get you to guess which note it is. And, and it's some very simple exercises. Uh, you go through it and um, you guess or you try and guess the correct note. And if you get it right, you get it right. If you get it wrong, it tells you get it wrong and gives you a score at the end of it. And it goes uh, from all sorts sorts of uh, staffs and clefs and flats and sharps and all sorts of stuff like that so you can include just uh, major notes or um or these or these more obscure uh, major minor flats and sharps um, very very handy for for learning to to learn to read sheet music one thing it doesn't do is um, tell you that you can't interact with your playing with it so you can't adapt your so I can't sit down and play the notes that it's that it's showing me on the screen on my guitar, and then have it tell me whether they're correct or not. That's that's kind of uh, I can't find any apps that do that, uh, or there are some that claim to do that, but they just don't work for me. Um, so this is this is a very useful app for learning to play uh, any musical instrument because basically it just focuses on learning to recognise the notes and the staff. So if you're into that, this is the, this is a cool app to to try out. You read music, Josh? Oh man, I'm. Definitely a a gap in my knowledge base is anything music related. Right. Well, this is uh, this is quite a good app. It's, you know, if you just got to spare five minutes and and uh, before you need to go somewhere or do something, and I'll, I'll just uh, do a bit of a sight reading practice. So you can sight read the use the app to do some sight reading, and usually, you know, I manage to get around about eighty to ninety percent. Uh, you can set yourself targets to to get to to hundred percent for each exercise, and as as you go through the different exercises, it throws in. Different types of um, types of uh, exercises uh, with those more obscure notes and flats and sharps. So it's really it's really a good way to to learn how to read music. I felt. Is it is it free? It is free. It's definitely helped me as well. So. Nice. You're mostly on guitar these days. Yeah, mainly uh, only guitar. Really. <laughs> That's enough for anyone. Really. <laughs> the thing about taking up the bells. <laughs> <laughs> for whom they told, we do not know. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna bring one more if you guys are okay with that. Sure thing. I can get out of this without a little Noster talk. So this is this is called Plebster, P-L-E-B-S-T-R, and it's just another. Last time I brought Amethyst, this is just a different Noster client on Android. Uh, I I used it. For a bit, I like Amethyst better, but it's nice to have different options. And yeah, I mean, this has all the functionality of being able to send sats to people, small amounts of Bitcoin and and uh, image images and, and everything else that you can do on Noster, which I brought this basically to ask Ivor what he thinks of, of Noster because he's been trolling around since the last, pretty much since the last episode that we were on together, so yeah, well, I made a promise to you that I would try it out um, last at our last episode. So um, yeah, I tried it out, and I've been quite impressed. Usually, I mean, there's a lot of Bitcoin stuff on it, which doesn't really interest me a lot. But uh, if you're into Bitcoin, that's that's a good thing. Uh, I like the controls around it, so you can yeah. you can block and hide stuff you don't want to see, which is great. Um, and um, yeah, there seem to be some at the moment. It's early days, so there seem to be some genuinely nice people in there. I'm still waiting for all the Nazis and the scam artists and the pornographers to show up. But once they do, it'll probably uh, change a bit. Then you'll be happy, or what? 
<laughs> no, they don't get. They don't get out. <laughs> well, that's the yeah. The the one of the things that I find the most intriguing about it is that being able to curate your own feed. You know, I don't even ever go into the world feed. I've got a couple hashtags right. that I follow, and then just people that I've found, and that's it. And it's it's perfect. Like it's just the the content that I want to see and. Like you said, if there is something that comes through, it's easy to just block and hide. And you're not reporting somebody, you know, you're not telling mommy that somebody said a bad word. You're saying, okay, I don't need to see, I don't want to see any more of this, whatever. And then it's just, just done. Yeah. I'll say that stream feed view they have. If you don't understand how to use that basic interface, then just don't use the app because it is the easiest you just simply, you see a posting and it's very obvious. You click this, this is going to happen. You click this, it's going to happen. You can easily see the entire conversation. And then right from there, you can easily click somebody and who you think made an intelligent comment and say, hey, I'll follow that person. Um, so it is one of the easier social media kind of stream feeds, I've um, interfaces, I will say, that I've used. Yeah, and it's, it's your feed starts off as nothing. Right? There's, a, there's a global feed and then there's a sentence that says, your feed is empty and then huh. and then you curate it with whatever you want and there are no algorithms that are selling you something or pushing what what they want in front of your eyeballs it's just whatever you choose and people that you choose to follow well yeah i will say if you have somebody you know that's already using it they can get you from zero to like 10 miles an hour very quickly and then you on your own can easily go from 10 to like full speed kind of thing there are also Noster lists, okay, but, mm. um, and so that's other people's lists of people of of individuals yeah, they yeah, follow. Yeah. So you can grab one of those and just insert it as well. And as far as all the Bitcoin talk, I've or I, there's very little of that on my feed, just because I, I'm mostly it's mostly all permaculture. Um, and stuff like that, and the renegade butcher, you know, just yeah. I, I, I'm following um, a hashtag. Hashtags are very important. Um, so I'm following the Grow Noster hashtag, which shows up with a lot of Bitcoin stuff. So I might just really. That. Oh, yeah. that might be something else that you maybe you're automatically following Bitcoin or something because I do. That's one of the only ones I follow too is the Grow Noster one, mm. and there's. Well, now actually, more there's more now because I think they're starting to realize, like, oh, this is actually a big hashtag. You know, it started mm -hmm. off small, and then a lot of people because that. I don't, Dor, you ever heard of Jack Spearco? You're a don't believe so. Yeah, survival podcast. Nope. It's been around since about 2008, and I just found it recently. Check it out. It's I, I find it pretty intriguing. Um, gotcha. This guy's he yeah he's he's been around the block. Right. Um, super quick shout out, Brett and Swift in the chat. And seeing Swift reminds me that I should remind you, Josh, that uh, Swift hosts a very, uh, one of the extreme nicer Discord servers I've ever been on, literally just called Nerd Stuff. Um, if you want to link to it, I'll send it to you. But one of the channels in his Discord server is literally just plants. Oh, We're Right. Swift has his own things going on with plants. Seems like he spends a good amount of time with that is what I'm going to say. Um, and he's very interested in like local gardening and kind of things like that. So that would be, I think, interesting uh, for you two to across your path. Or the nerds, he says. I think Swift needs yep. to join Noster is what the, what's going on here. Mm. It pays to have a good dick around in the, um, in, the, in the settings and the functions 
just so you get familiar with all the different things it can do have a good play with it and it, and it's a good it's a good lesson in or it can be a good lesson in in key management as well which i think as we move into the future there will be more technology that uses cryptographic key pairs oh yeah and so this Noster is a, is a good way for people to to learn about that without risking anything at all really because you know if you have an established account or whatnot and and you lose your your keys then that sucks but you can make another one and it's free you know you can make as many accounts as you want really it's just generating a new key pair but then that being able to keep that secure is you know it, it's good it's good technology hygiene is what it is yeah it's a good way to put it and then and then along with that comes the penny for your thought idea of inter you know the interconnectivity of of bitcoin in there which ivor was saying took a while to set up but i mean what do you think of that now because that's your first bitcoin right yeah that's my first uh i've got a bitcoin wallet and now i can send people sets i still have no idea how i how i can find out how many sets i've got or how many sets i've sent to other people but um yeah i mean it seems a bit i haven't really taken much interest in that in that side of it but you know a lot of people seem to appreciate it well and that's one of the thing i think most of these networks attaching to this protocol is doing correctly they're not forcing that side upon you they're letting you just use it as almost like a twitter clone if you want yeah, and then nice if you to, are interested in the bitcoin stuff it's there yeah it's a nice way to say hey what i think you're doing on here is really cool here's some some bitcoin or some little bits of bitcoin um that i'm that, you know that i think you might appreciate just sort of saying thanks a lot i think what you're doing is great mm -hmm. um, but there's also use cases where uh people are selling things on there also mm. where you can yeah. pay through Noster using Bitcoin for tangible goods. Yeah, that's right. I, I came across a guy in Australia who's uh, doing guitar lessons mm -hmm. online yep. for um, Bitcoin for, for sets. And so he's uh, trying that out. I was tempted to try, but I'm, I'm already paying 200 bucks a month for my, for my current guitar lessons. <laughs> yeah. There's somebody that just sold some comfrey, which is a, a type of plant from, uh, yeah, Thank God. <laughs> from Oof. from the US to Canada <laughs> using using Oof. sats. And then the renegade butcher, he sells coffee and and seasonings and there's another lady that sells coffee on there and you just direct to the direct payment to the producer of the product. Right. And I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. I, it's almost like you want to go to local stores because you want to put your money into the community. I love the fact of being able to go to an individual without having anybody taking percentages off here or there and saying, here, here's, here's some money for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and it is, it is the modern penny for your thought, right? But it's, you can even give fractions of, of a penny, you know, every day I'm probably bringing in, I don't know, 500 sats, something like that on average and paying out a thousand, but it's, it's great. If you see a picture, boom, here you go. Here's a, there's a little bit of value for that that time and effort that you put in, right? And I Very actually cool. haven't put any of my own money into it. I just have got sets from other people, and I just pass them on to whoever I think deserves it. So I'm not putting my own personal money into it. Well, it's a welcoming community. I mean, once you join, if you know people, people, I I, I love giving people 
their first sats. Like here, some of the, there's been a few people that it's the first Bitcoin they've ever gotten. Like you, I think I gave you your first, yeah, yeah. your first Bitcoin, right? And you deflowered him. I certainly did. Yeah. I certainly did. Dor. Look at the smile on his face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> well, it's it's amazing to see the people when they get on there though because it is so much different than when you know people are, are coming from twitter or facebook mm, or facebook yeah and then mm. they just say oh wait a minute you know it can be like this it doesn't have to be right. just a, a cesspool yeah. of reddit like it's of psychotic rants and screaming matches yeah and yeah. And, and curated feeds that that are being put because some agenda that are being put in front of you and it just cleanses away all of that and it just gets down to it's the it's that peer to peer thing again and i mean i i i'm starting to sound preachy i'm sure but i it's i i really think that it is a a model going forward and whether whether noster itself uh takes off or or um i mean it could fold who knows but it's a really good example as to how something should be run using protocols instead of proprietary uh, software to create community API. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you're the one in control. You decide what you want to want to see. Yeah. And anybody can create on it. You know, you could build your own app or if you don't like amethyst, for instance, I forked amethyst the other day. We'll say that slow too, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and I have no idea how to run. I, I, I downloaded the, uh, what is the Android? What's that? What is it? Door the, IPK? Studio? Android Studio. Yeah, the now the mm -hmm. Android Studio uh, on my computer in order to try to figure out how to how to edit Android code, basically. I don't, I'm not even sure what it's written in. Um, but you can do that, right? You can just fork someone else's project that's open source and create your own out of it or just create your own from scratch. It's hard to do with Twitter or Facebook or anything else. Right. Very good stuff. So, I do you guys have any uh, last... <laughs> What's that? And I'm one of them. There are four New Zealanders on there at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Dor. What do you reckon? I mean, I would say there's probably thousands of people. It has to be, honestly, tens of thousands or more. Yeah. Just, just because it doesn't matter what time of night or day you log in, if you have the right hashtag, there's people posting right now. Or if you just go to the, they have the world feed. You can see, and right. there's a, a lot oh, of it doesn't stop. A lot of Japanese, I see. Yeah, I see it that seems well. to be yep. pretty, pretty big there. Um, mm. And then, yeah, there's there's quite a few Canadians and Americans and four New Zealanders. <laughs> so, and and yeah, as Swift or anyone else, I would recommend the the Grow Noster hashtag if you're looking yeah. for for flowers and plants and just not necessarily survival, but just that type of of a uh, me you know like self green thumbish yeah and, and yeah. just self-sufficiency oh uh -huh. yep and I agree. i'm uh i think if you just search perma nerd p-e-r-m-a-n-e-r-d i think you could find me in ivor what's your handle on noster um ivor 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 davies i think it is ivor tola I'm weird like that i have um i use my name and my actual photograph it's ivor so, ivor tola Oh, I have a told her, that's right. That's my old, that's my nickname. Yeah, that's what it is on there. And Dor, do you know? Dor is 
door is N P U B five nine six eight three X dash nine five four six. Something like that. Because as soon as I started posting, I said, "Who the hell is this?" Oh crap, it's me. But that's cool though, because yeah. I mean, that's that. It, it's interesting because people can see what a key looks like. You know, like this is well that. Well, that and here's the devil's advocate argument from not me is it starts out being completely um, with anonymity in mind, if I say that word correctly, to where it first starts with being completely private and then it's your option to reveal what you want to reveal about yourself, which I'll say nothing in my life has ever been like that that I've ever joined. Everything insists. No, we need a real name. We need a first name. We need a last name. We need an email address. We need this. We need this. this, 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 this. No, this app was literally like, we don't care who you are, what you identify as, what part of the planet you're on. You're now known as this random character string until you decide otherwise. Yeah, that's a great point, Dor. So the, the, what you're looking for is, <laughs> I'm such an idiot. Uh, the, the protocol um, additions, like I think at Bitcoin, it's a BIP when it's kind of amendments to the protocol uh, in Noster. They're called nips. <laughs> and so I had a childish giggle at one point and then realized <laughs> I'm an idiot and stop that insanity. But uh, yeah. And so the, the, the nip five is your, your data. So it's kind of a, a DNS lookup almost, which you can host your own mm. file or you can pay a few sats. Like I'm on uh nosterplebs.com or something like that whatever and gave them 2000 satoshis and then you put in all your details and that's where you get your your handle and your you know and you can put and oh you can set yeah so it's not it's it's not part of the it's not part of the base protocol right it's a amendment on that where you can put all your information right i'll explain it to me it's like oauth it's not the platform you're on, but it's a separate entity that is verifying your authentic you. That's you. And you're known as this. Yeah, you get, you use your, your secret your secret key. and right, to prove your identity. To them. And then now all of, the, mm. all of the apps are looking that data up. So I'm pretty sure that you could do your own. Um, you, you know, like door at door to door geek.com and then you just host that file in whatever json format or whatever format it is and if it's publicly accessible then it can pull your data from there i'm pretty sure that's how it works gotcha so right now today on this day if you were to insist on one app to use to bring you into the noster and i'm going to take a quick pause and say noster is spelled n-o-s-t-r if if someone says today they want to join in on the Noster world, um, what would you suggest is the right way to go about it? Would it be using uh, Amethyst or something else or what? Uh, yeah, probably Amethyst or um, I don't really use it on the computer very much. I think people like Primal.net or there's another one called Iris or or uh, mm. uh, what's the other one called? Um, Snort. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but I would say that I would go with, with Amethyst on Android or if for some reason somebody's listening to this with an iPhone, um, Domus, which I thought was pretty funny. Nostradamus. But, uh, yeah, that would be, that would be the way to go and hit me up. 
I, w I would say, Ivor, after your experience, would you recommend using Albi as far as getting started with a, a Bitcoin wallet? Yes. Yeah. Um, there was one side figured out where everything was on the display because the wrong side was the wrong side of my screen. I couldn't find where I could link my Albi wallet to my Nostra profile. Once I had that figured out, it was dead easy. It's not super intuitive, that part of it. Um, but again, this is so new that there you don't some have of the to have it either. You don't have to have a Bitcoin. You don't have to have an LB wallet. No, no but I would recommend. Yeah, but it, yeah, it, it does it does add something, and it and it also. I mean, there's the the purple pill, which is what people are calling joining the Nostra protocol, and then oh, oh, okay. and then there's the orange pill, which is you know getting mm. people into Bitcoin. And I think Man. I think they work pretty well together as like a. I mean, they're perfect for each other when it comes down to it. You know, the decentralized payment with a decentralized communication platform. Well, I'll just say here in America, it was like a multi-year study and they showed what are the two most hated colors in America. <laughs> okay. Here in Baltimore, we have the Baltimore Ravens and we have the Baltimore Orioles. And orange. And they are the two most hated colors in America, purple and orange. I don't know why. I find purple to be perfectly fine. Cool. Swift said he's going to download it. Um, yeah, I, this is fun. <laughs> you guys finally found, something I'm, <laughs> cool. finally found something I'm interested in. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, Dor, uh, yeah, hit me up, man. Let's get you sorted as far as the, the NIP5. And, uh, and, or you could look me up and I'll, and I'll follow you on there, too. I'm already following well, you. Well, yeah, but it's, it, that's one of the difficulties is... is well, yeah, who are you? <laughs> and I've already commented on some of your stuff. Really? You're just a, I thought yeah. you were just another NPUB. <laughs> mm -hmm. Same thing with you, Ivor. I've already commented on some of your stuff. Ah, you're okay. like a, a silent troll. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, so <laughs> I guess, could you send me a, a message or something? Like a direct. Mm -hmm. dir <laughs> <laughs> ah! And that's one of the things that I say, too, is that there, there, there is the possibility of direct messaging. Uh, I wouldn't mm -hmm. use it as a, a signal alternative or a, a simplex alternative, but if you want to just talk to somebody and you're not, I don't, you know, I, I I think it's encrypted somewhere, but I wouldn't. Oh, I would expect it to be, but yes, if you want to have super secure conversations, this might be a jumping off jumping off point platform protocol, but it might not be the desired platform protocol. Yeah, generally you don't want an open ledger as far as. <laughs> So, and then, yeah, and then it just gets, it gets as complicated as you want to make it as well with different relays and stuff like that, but we'll save that for next time. Unless you really want your conversation dictated for historical sake, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's another thing, too, that you could run your own relay and become completely uncensorable. Right, and I do believe that they even offered it as a downloadable VM which is the easiest way to set up these kind of things. I set one up on, on the Umbral, and I spend a little bit of time with it but just i think if it was on a on a, a vps somewhere but being on a home network it's just a bit convoluted as to how to how to access it in a way that the rest of the world didn't access it like when i first started up i started seeing a bunch of japanese characters <laughs> so, well <laughs> i don't know what's happening here i can't even see it on my own phone and it's not worth trying to, to set it up like that. Right. It's worthwhile persisting, I think. You'll eventually you'll find someone who you like and has some interesting content and you know, show you some cool stuff. Yeah, there's and 
I've had an answer to every question I've asked you in, in polite manners and from people that obviously have experience. So it's, I've used it as a, as a tool and it's worked pretty well. And I mean, I think I have probably a a bit over 400 followers, which I've never, never, I don't know if I've ever had 10 in anything because I've never actually posted anywhere about anything. And uh, this has made it quite pleasurable to interact with with other human beings. So Swift's asking how he does the key thing. Probably a good point to note is that what you're given when you first sign up is a, an encrypted key that you need to keep private until yourself. That's your that's your NPUB, is it? No, that's the your NPUB is a public one. There's a oh, right. the N, NSEC, I think, which is for secret. Which is right, private. Yeah. So keep that private. But yeah, there's a public key as well which you use to um, follow other people and so other people can follow you as well. Yeah. yeah, and one thing to note, if you're using Amethyst or any of the other apps, you you can create that key pair, the public and secret key, in the app. But another way you can do it is through Albi. So you Albi is actually, Albi started off as, I think it probably stemmed around mostly podcasting 2.0. And being able to accept boostograms and and connected to the Lightning Network that way, and now they've incorporated uh, almost a Nostra key management into their into their environment as well. And so you can generate Nostra key pairs through the Albi app if you don't want to do it on the app. So I think having a random, if you really want to be anonymous and 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 security. You know, the, the highest security you can have is to somehow generate a key pair offline and then use that. And so you're not, you know, that's one of the things when you when you create a key pair on Amethyst, what do they do, right? I mean, it, do, if they have your, your secret key, then technically they could hijack the account. Um, so that's just more, probably more in-depth than needs to be. Yeah, it's just a it's a good security measure to have, I suppose. You've got your own individual key yeah. that um, only you know. But I mean, I do, you can share that with. I set mine up through the Amethyst app, so I, I think that there's there's some recommendations to use Albi now to generate the key pair, and then you can just carry it to any app that you want to go from from iPhone to computer to Android to a Nostra marketplace somewhere. Cool. Very cool. So Swift's already on it, you say. You need some help to go and find people and channels. So I think your key there is to um, just do a hashtag search in the, uh, in the feed. Yeah, I just put mine in there, Swift. If you want to look me up, I can, uh, when you're when we're on there, I can I can point you on directions on the app, which might be easy. Yeah, in the app, there's a, there's a picture of a globe, which is the fourth icon at the bottom, and that's your global feed. And you just enter your hashtag in there that you're interested in, and away you go. Yeah, that was a part two that's a little bit clunky is, is needing to go to the global feed to search. Mm. But I guess it, it makes sense in a way. So, uh, Nostra App Addicts. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for for allowing me to go on a diatribe. and um, That's a good conversation. Very cool. Um, do we want to do like an app, like a rundown? Sure. sure. Uh, the... Uh, First one Dor brought up was Motion Monkey. It just had a major update, 
And then probably the app of the day, which is Ivor's Big Ben Bonger Plus by Umike Apps. Real apps filling real needs. <laughs> uh, Sync Thing by the Sync Thing community. And then we talked a little bit about Fairbuds XL, uh, Fairbuds um, headphones. And then Seek by iNaturalist, PlantNet by PlantNet, Doom and Destiny Worlds by HeartBit Interactive SRL, Droid Dashcam Video Recorder by Droid Cool Apps, Simplex Chat by Simplex Chat, uh, and then Vivachi Learn to Read Music by DreamHound Studios, Plebster by Tweet Toshi. I think that was an extensive list. Also, Amethyst. Very cool, very cool. Uh, yeah, an amethyst. Yeah, I'll make sure there's a link to that, just like there was a link in episode 592 to amethyst. amethyst. I'll make sure I put it in here, too. And there will be in 595. <laughs> Five. <laughs> well, it's definitely possible, is what I'll say. So on on uh, YouTube, it says Android App Addicts number 5,937. Nuh-uh. At the bottom. It does. Bottom. It does. And I noticed earlier Jeez. that it was 420 subscribers, but now it's 419, which is sad. <laughs> we lost one already. Yeah. <laughs> Too much Noster talk. We're all going up to Noster. Dang it. Got to tell you, though, this is Noster, your average podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, do you have any uh, parting words for the crowd there, uh, Josh? Um. Uh, no, get outside and uh, <laughs> I got some. Um, yeah, get outside, whether it's cold or, or sunny, and uh, use that app that Ivor brought to to identify some, some fauna and some plants and things like that around you and get in touch with, with nature a bit. Very cool, very cool. Ivor, any uh, parting sounds or words? <laughs> My back hurts. I'm deaf. I'm getting old. <laughs> Social media is too confusing for me. I give up. At least I know what the time is because I've got my big, big Ben bonger. See me recording of you saying Big Ben bonger 50 times quickly. <laughs> All that means is that you fit in, Ivor. Um, <laughs> I want to say thanks to everyone for the downloads. Thank everyone for the subscriptions. Thank everyone for the emails or the discords or the nosters or the any place where they interact with anybody else in the Podnuts community. Um, crazy month here. Uh, as soon as my son maybe joins the military, things might slow down <laughs> for a couple weeks. Um, but we're going to do our best to keep bringing you guys stuff. Got to thanks Eric Swift, Red, Brent, everybody for hanging out in the chat. Without you guys coming out and hanging in the chat, we would have a really hard time thinking of show titles, is what I want to say, but I think we have some good ones this week. So, with that, Ivor, Josh, love you guys. Thank you guys for hanging out, and we will talk to everyone again real soon. Hi, this is Matt from the MRP Tech Podcast. I would like to invite you all to take a listen to my show, the MRP Tech Podcast, on the Podnuts Network. The theme for my show is Everyday Tech for everyday people. We talk about Windows, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android, Chrome OS, and anything else technology related. You can find us on iTunes and you can find us by searching in any podcatcher. We hope you take a listen and let us know what you think. Music provided by Steve Cherubino at stevecherubino.com.